The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Okay, I'm really excited about today's episode. I'm not going to even lie. <laughs> Me too. Uh, okay, you guys, get ready for today's episode because your mind is going to be blown. Um, in the most unexpected ways. Um, we have a very special guest. Why don't you introduce her? Okay, so this guest is to me, like something that draws me to her is she has this warmth around her. Mm. And I think after chatting with her for an hour, I think we all felt it. Yeah. And then she has this incredible, genuine, true, genuine side to her um, that to me just, it just, I, I'm just drawn to her. I want to talk to her. I want to pick her brain. I want to like know what she's thinking about everything. And that's kind of what we do on this episode. And we talk about a lot of different things. A lot of different things. Yes. And we- the fact that she's a public face and figure and the fact that she was so willing and open to talk about these things. Okay, two things. You might recognize this guest from two. Uh, should we just say the name? We haven't even said the name. Just say <laughs> it. Just say it. I mean, she's your friend. So Okay, so we have the lovely Lindsay Price in the studio today. And you guys, uh, we're going to put, uh, we had a conversation with her and you guys will hear it in a minute. But you might know her from um, Lipstick Jungle and appearances in many, many multiple shows, including um, 90210 Beverly Hills, right? Love that. Such a, so, so great. And she is like, the reason why I wanted to bring her on is because I heard her talk a little bit about her transition into motherhood from a different interview that she did. Mm. And it blew me away. One of the reasons why I wanted to bring her into this studio is because I heard Lindsay Price talk about her transition into motherhood on a different interview. Okay. And it blew me away. And when I heard her say that, I just, I felt validated and seen. And it's just, I think, a message that needs to be heard by every yeah. mama. I agree. I mean, today we we just got off our uh, conversation with her, but we did cover a lot. But one of the main topics was really her transition from being at the pinnacle of her career and be willing to kind of walk away from it yeah. to be able to raise her family yeah. and how how that transition was like. And she was so vulnerably honest with us. It wasn't easy. Um, and it, it was really inspiring for her to hear, for me to hear personally. Yeah. You guys have to listen to the entire episode all the way to the end because she talks about her underwear drawer. <laughs> <It's so laughs> and funny. why it's so important for us women to keep it somewhat sexy. To keep it cute. <laughs> to keep it cute. Okay. Yeah. It's a really good episode. Um, we talk about travel. Yeah. I know a lot of us kind of stop traveling once we have kids with the family, but she talks about all the reasons to not do that yeah. and how she's able to do that. Um, what else? And there's so many nuggets yeah. of wisdom and delight. You guys just, here's the episode. Lindsay, we are so happy to have you in the studio. Aww, thank, thank you for you. being here. We have so many things we want to cover today. Well, wait, before Price. we wait, go in, what, I, what? can I just Why? confess just my girl crush to time. Lindsay? Yeah, I mean, what? get in line, but sure, go first. I <laughs> love you, Lindsay. I'm so excited that you're here today. We, I mean, obviously you guys are friends, but I know of your work. And actually we met quickly at 
a Cream gala a long time oh, ago. We need course. to talk about that moment. Way long ago, like a decade ago. Like Truly when a decade it all ago. began. The yeah. whole... When you, you were still just dating Curtis. I don't oh, think wow. you guys were married. That was and a while ago yeah. then. <laughs> and this was when co- the Coriam Gala, which is now called Unforgettable, was kind of like this once in a year event for all the yeah. Asian Americans that were in the industry of media entertainment some way or another. And you were there. I think that's when Lipstick Jungle had just yeah, ended. Yeah. And we were like, no. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> we are so geeky. Well, the crush is mutual. Oh. I obviously have a crush on Sarah because we 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 have that deep bond of sharing kids in the same school and and that that whole thing. But around the same time, so around that time, end of Lipstick Jungle, meeting Curtis, right, and then like boom, I got pregnant and had a baby, uh-huh. and then my world became the phone, right, because mm, my yeah. outside portal was was on social media. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I can read, you know, the news and magazines. And then you, that's when your whole business mm. started up, yeah. really, you know, and, yeah. and that like fashion, I never bought a fashion magazine after I went in to the world of like, oh. you know, and and now that's how I shop. That's how I get inspiration. So, and I'm, you're like my favorite. So. And Lindsay, and we used to say to Chris, like, oh, she's like, has this cute hobby on YouTube and we'll see, how, you know, and like, she's just turned that into like a whole thing. It's just yeah. absolutely incredible. I so. mean, thank you guys. But let's talk about Lindsay <laughs> today. Okay. Lindsay how fabulous she is. <laughs> well, I mean, you mentioned that whole moment where like you are now having these major transitions, wife yeah. and then motherhood kind of all at once. Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? We in this podcast, we love to talk about that. Yeah. Chris is kind of always not com- not completely, but like representing more of the working mom and I'm more of the traditional stay at home mom. But mm. how we've realized that those spaces are very muddy and very f- there's like a flow between the two. Right. It's yeah. not really one or the other anymore. So give us your version. OK. It's interesting. You know, I'd have to say. My story is a bit unusual because I started in a professional world as an actor at a really young age. Mm. So like I got my Screen Actors Guild card, which is when you know that you're officially an actor when I was five years old. Wow. So essentially I've been in this business actively working for nearly 40 years, which is really insane. And at the time that I met my husband, I'd already been in the business. I was I was 33 or 34 and I was sort of at the height of my career. Now, that being said, you know, I grew up not I, I grew up always knowing knowing that I wanted to be an actor because I loved playing make believe. Mm. And I just I loved being on a set. And that's just part that was part of my identity and mm. not just that I needed to be a working actor. I loved acting. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it didn't really feel like a job as much as it felt like this is who I am. Mm. And it was a big, big part of my identity, especially because I grew up like that. I, I was on soaps when I was in high school and I. I never stopped working longer than maybe a month or two months mm. my entire life until I met Curtis. Wow. Yeah. And wow. the build was really slow too. And we can talk about this on a sort of separate offshoot. But I also started in this industry in a time where Asian American faces were not at all seen in oh, the yeah. industry. Oh, yeah. Absolutely have to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I had a stay-at-home mom who was from Korea and she's tough as nails. And she kind of never told my brother and and I, that we were different or that we were going to be treated differently, right? And my dad's, Mm. my dad's white guy, German-Irish descent, but, you know, just California white guy. And and then I go and and go on this trajectory of being in this business that's very, very 
aesthetic, right? But mm-hmm. I would I wasn't willing to see that that was going to be a challenge for me. So I right. just was like, well, of course I'm going to succeed because I'm good at this and I'm well, going to work twice as hard, you know. Well, tell so, us a little bit about that because yeah, something one of the things that I've really admired about your career is this whole concept that and I don't know, you tell me because this is how I see it and mm-hmm. I've observed it is that you have been one of the very few Asian actor Asian American actors who have been in the industry like you said for decades now, but never I mean, and I'm not never like did, you know, just to make it very clear, like you never did like the ninja or the geisha, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. you didn't go there. And again, we need those characters too. We need those actors and those stories. But you did find it. And I don't know how you did this, like how you had the foresight to know, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do like the next door Mm -hmm. girl thing. Like, how did you know to do that at that time? I think this is part of sort of the theory that I'm only just really realizing now in my life that that has always followed me throughout my life is that I really do think that you create your reality. Mm. And I think that at the time I just didn't want I I as although I didn't face racism and let's be honest I'm I'm half you mm-hmm. know so I feel like at the time I was getting cast in these roles that could have been like anyone but maybe the industry was like maybe we ought to mix it up a little bit so I think the way I looked was sort of a homogenized version mm. of an Asian woman and it was sort of a safe cast okay mm. that's the first thing. oh I see the second thing is I never ever wanted to be what somebody told me that I had to be. In fact, I remember people saying to me, you should learn martial arts. You should, you know, learn to speak Korean fluently. You should, you should, you should. And I said, I should be the actor that I am, which is a vessel to tell stories, you know, as as an American actor. Like, I don't want the way that I look to dictate or put me into some sort of a box of what I can be as an artist. I love that. So I clap pretty. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, how did you have that conviction and insight when, like, I don't know. At that mm. time, when we were looking on the screen, and the girls that were getting casted were the geishas and the ninjas, and mm. like, the, like, how did you know to stay to like do this? I think I was, like I said, you know, there was some sort of like intention that was deeply rooted in me mm. that I didn't, I, and I didn't even really articulate it. Maybe to my family or a few friends, but I just knew that I wanted to overcome it. First of all, secondly, I worked. 10 times as hard. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? To a certain point where I'd be in a room where my category was kind of more, to be honest, at a certain point it was like comedies and I was able to, to play the drama and, and and get the joke. And around that lipstick jungle time, I knew it was, it was me and Lucy Liu. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there were two shows that were being cast because they wanted the next sex in the city. Uh And look, we all watch sex in the city. So when I saw this script, uh did you watch it or no? Uh, Actually, I watched it during COVID. (laughs) Two decades later. For the first time. And really? that's why, and that's why yeah. Lindsay, that's why Lipstick Jungle actually, because I did watch Lipstick Jungle in real life. Right. So that was my Sex in the City. I see. So that's why it was monumental for me. And that's why I followed your career for two decades. Oh my God. Because I didn't watch Sex in the City. I missed okay. the boat. And then you guys came along and I was like, what is this amazing show? Because <laughs> I was like, I was introduced to a lot of these concepts firstly through your show. I see. Okay, well... That show was supposed to be the heir apparent for the show that everyone was going to feel like a bit like when Sex and the City left, it was like a big void. Yeah. A lot of women of, you know, of that generation. And so everyone was looking to get on this show. And so Candace Bushnell, who wrote who Sex and the City is about, wrote Lipstick Jungle and Darren Starr, who produced Sex and the City, did a show called Cashmere Mafia. And Lucy Liu and I, they knew that they wanted to cast someone who was ethnic or, you know, just to kind of color the, the tapestry a little bit. She and I got cast on these shows and then switched at one point. So then I was on. But I remember being like, it's so interesting, this point in my career 
was the pinnacle because now I was on billboards and bus stops. And every time I got in a cab, I saw my face and we were fashion week and we were, and I had just left a relationship and moved to New York and, you know, all of a sudden had this life of this professional woman at the maximum capacity yeah. of, like, of apparent success, yeah. you know. So my life was sort of at the parallel of this character that I was playing, which uh -huh. is probably why it's one of my favorite roles ever. But let's get back to the the mothering topic. The strange thing is, is that the women that I was work that I was working with, the story was supposed to be about how can you have it all, right? Mm -hmm. Can you be a mother? Can you be a successful woman? Can you have a healthy relationship? Is it possible, right? And I was single, and I was playing in a rock band, and like I was, you know, surfing, <laughs> and like I was like when I look back, I was like, oh my god, she was so cool that previous Lindsay, you know. And I was dating. I mean, like you know. Having I was fun. dating and having fun. Mm -hmm. And the women that I was working with, Brooke Shields and Kim Raver, were, they're, you know, not a, maybe eight, nine years older than, than mm -hmm. I was. And they had their children. Mm -hmm. Two, four, you know, Kim actually had a baby and went back to work two weeks later. So I watched them do it and I thought, I know someday I want this. Mm -hmm. And that's what the show was about. But I couldn't quite wrap my head around how you were supposed to stop work. And do that. Yeah. Like even dating was was an issue, you know, with with the timing of 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 having so many responsibilities with a with a demanding yeah. job. And they said to me, I think it was Brooke. I can't remember, but I was stressing because I wasn't finding the right guy. And romance has always family and romance has always been a part of. Mm. It's probably the most important thing to me. You know, yeah. work was always secondary. But she said, you need to start thinking about freezing your eggs. Oh, okay. So you don't have to worry about being with some guy that, you know, you might not be right for or might yeah. not be right for you. So you can continue this trajectory because you're at the top, baby, and like, let's go, yeah. you know? And I thought, oh my God, freezing eggs, like that's a whole thing. Like, am I, is that really, am I at that age, you know? And just when I started to think about it, I had another friend say to me, why don't you start getting really like specific about what you want? Because mm -hmm. you've worked your whole life and now you're feeling heart achy because you don't have the time to date. You don't have the time to create this family. I know you want it. So what? let's get specific. And I sat down and I wrote out, I want to travel. I haven't seen the world. Every time I plan a trip, it has to get canceled because I've got to like work. go to set. You know, mm -hmm. I can never count on 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 seeing anything yeah. more than just, you know, four walls of a studio. I really want the time to have like a real relationship with someone that I can like commit to. And I wrote all these things out. Uh -huh. I want to have baby, maybe two. And I want to shift my creative energies into something that maybe it's not telling other people's stories. Maybe it's telling my own, right? Oh. Can we clap again? Yes, 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 yes. I love servicing other stories, but I was really feeling the call to do something, you know, to shift my, everything that I've learned. Yeah. Decades on a set and, you know, in, in writer's rooms or whatever. And boom, man, once you say what you want, it happens. I met Curtis. The show that I was on, I think it was called Eastwick. It got canceled. We got pregnant and moved in together and <laughs> got married within a year and a half. And my life changed. Yeah. And I wasn't, because I'd had other friends who had worked while they had babies, yeah. I thought I could do it. But I remember going, I, I was screen testing for a show. And at that time, you screen tested in front of the whole network and the mm -hmm. whole studio. It's like 35 people. I was... I had Hudson in November and this was in January and I was exhausted because you don't sleep. Like no. How, I could not prepare for this scene. I had no idea what I was doing and I just showed up like crossing my fingers like hopefully my talent will like carry me through. And I remember I started to leak in the middle of the I screen mean, test. Oh month my, two. my gosh. God. Month two, yeah. right? Yeah. And I said, and all I could say was like, if it looks like I'm leaking, it's <laughs> because, because I am. I am. <laughs> 
And like nobody thought it was funny. <gasps> nobody knew what to do. And I remember getting in the car be- being like, this is not going to be possible. And I need to start to, fi- I need to figure out what my plan is here because as much as Lipstick Jungle told me that I could have it all, I cannot have it all. Mm. Do you know not what I mean? Like your heart has to solidify mm. <laughs> the feelings in your brain to understand. Like you you need to understand what your plan is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like going back to work and and figuring this out. And it's okay to take a take a take a pause, you know. So you guys know our obsession with KiwiCo by now. Um, if you guys don't know what KiwiCo is, it is a finding the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and seriously so fun. They create super cool hands-on projects designed to create a lifelong love for learning amongst the kids. Discover subscription lines for kids of all ages, ranging from infants and preschoolers all the way up to teens. Grown-ups are welcome to join on the fun, too. I do sometimes with Chloe's projects. KiwiCo delivers enriching hands-on experiences that spark curiosity and inspire creativity. Kids can discover the engineering and mechanics behind everyday objects, the science and chemistry of cooking, geography, and culture from new cultures, and brand new art and design techniques, all through seriously fun hands-on projects. We did a box, and it was a lot of fun because you get to build a robot that dispenses dominoes in a row for you, but he got to build it from scratch, like all the pieces. And they're really, really well made. Their materials are incredible. And then it comes with a book. So it's like step-by-step instructions. And he did it together. He he spent some time outside doing it. It was really nice. And then he had this really fun toy to play with. It's one of my favorite things about KiwiCo that you build the thing and then you can play with the thing. And they're so proud of it. Something that's wonderful about the KiwiCo subscription is that it cultivates your child's natural creativity and curiosity with hands-on projects every month. They'll explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones, even without leaving their home. When they're done with a project, there's a moment of pride and accomplishment. Um, and it just it sparks creativity. I can see it in their eyes and confidence and just a love for ongoing tinkering and experimentation. It's really cool. So if you guys want to try KiwiCo, and we really think you should, get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO, B-U-M-O at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com, promo code BUMO. Okay, so I've been traveling so much lately, as you know, and there's something so convenient that I need to share with all of our listeners, and that is Alto. Alto is a rideshare app, and it's actually a really good one for women like us, uh, mothers, if you're traveling with your family. One, you just feel so, so safe in their cars compared to any other ride-sharing options. I don't know about you, but in the middle of the night, I don't know if you've ever felt like you're like, yeah. I hope I get home okay yeah. in this in this car with this yeah. stranger. But I never felt like that with Alto. And I love the fact that they have curbside pickup at LAX, which Ooh, is a game changer for me important. because I usually uh, travel alone and I have a ton of luggage. So having curbside pickup is a game changer. And all of Alto vehicles are luxury SUVs that seat four to five comfortably with plenty of space for luggage. So there's room for the whole family if you're going on a family trip. And also because Alto picks up curbside at your favorite airports, um, LAX, SFO, DFW, Miami, Houston, to name a few. It's just so convenient. And they are on the road in Dallas, Los Angeles, Houston, Miami, D.C., and San Francisco. 
So if you guys want to check out Alto, download the app and use code BUMO, B-U-M-O, in the, pro- in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. Again, that's code BUMO in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. I love this, by the way. I, I think I'm this topic yeah. Yeah, should be, <laughs> you cannot have it all. I, th- what I've learned at is like, same you time. can't at have it all time. at the same time. When somebody added that piece, I was like, oh, yes, I can like get on board with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we're all very ambitious. We all have dreams and goals and want to do yeah. things. Yeah. But I do think during motherhood, taking a break is not a bad idea. And but yeah. for you personal. to say that, it's going to validate so many people because what what's happening, I think, with social media is that people are seeing the highlights of everyone's lives, mm-hmm. right? And She's doing this and she's doing that. But then they don't realize that the reality is that you simply can't do it all at once, yeah. right? Yeah. And for someone like you who has had the success that most women dream to have is literally saying you have to sacrifice. Like there's yeah. no one for all, right? And so that's pretty powerful. It is, it is a sacrifice, yeah. but you have to know what the sacrifice you. Each woman needs to know that the sacrifice is absolutely worth it to her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem with modern women is they're like, I don't know if the, if what motherhood is going to be like, because it is it's an abstract concept, right? Yeah. Like we all before it happens, you really don't know. And it's everything from the sleeplessness to like the fact that all of a sudden your heart is literally outside your body and you're vulnerable really? for the first time. Like. I, you know, I don't surf anymore. Like I'm scared of sharks all of a sudden, you know, like the, I used to skydive. The idea of jumping out of a plane is like, what? Why you know, you like do it, yeah. it, it, it does change who you are and the birth and you hear this all the time and it sounds sort of like whatever we hear all the time, but the birth of a child is as much of the birth of a mother right. as it is the birth of a child, oh, you know? And I have to say, like, I look back and I, and it is challenging because throughout the last 10 years of my career, you know, I pushed because I'd choose the right pilot, right? Like you, the pilot is the first episode of a series that, you know, either it gets picked up or it doesn't, but you want to choose the right one because hopefully that one gets picked up and your life changes. But I'd always choose one that shot in LA because I knew that I didn't want to um, uproot my family and move. You know, my, my husband is a really successful chef and entrepreneur and his career was just taking off. And I was like, this is great because I'm so fortunate and lucky that I don't have to, you know, Mm -hmm. punch a clock or pound the pavement to keep things floating. So he, so he kind of was working, but he was traveling all the time. So it was only LA, which halves your opportunities by well more than half. Like it's, you know, (laughs) and the hours were important to me too. I knew that I couldn't, it was just, how could I do a a. 4am call time and get home after the baby was in bed, that was a no for yeah. me. And I did sacrifice. I said no to a lot of things for a lot of years because um, I just knew that, that I could never get this time back, you yeah. know? And I just, I knew that as much as I had lived my life with my career being a major part of my identity, it was time for me to be born into mm-hmm. this, another section of my life, you know? That's beautiful. It's amazing, Lindsay. It's hard, guys. It like, is it's hard. complicated. You, yeah. These people are like, are sacrifice. you working? Yeah. Are you acting? And yeah. I'm like, I could be. And I don't say it, but, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm um, acting like the driver every day to school. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, different role. Different role. Yeah. Or something comes really close and it's the perfect thing. And I mean, it I feel doesn't like you work still out. do a little bit. Like, you were on splitting up together and, like, you yeah, do appearances I do. and things that make sense to you, right? Yeah. yeah. That was the perfect job for me because it was uh. something that was, you know, close to, to home and I could work a couple days a week. And, 
you know, there's been a couple of things that I've gotten close to that would have meant the whole family would uproot and move somewhere else. But, you know, I really do believe that 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 the timing of this is actually like I I don't yeah. think that I'm the one that kind of creates exactly how it's supposed to be. You know yeah. what I mean? I think there's something else coming, but for now it's it's been a different sort of creativity. And I and I've, had I never had this time with my kids and my husband and you know, other family things, you know, my, my father passed away and my, my yeah. mother's getting older, you know, there's so many things about life. Had I not had the time to really be there for them, I, I don't think I'd be the same person, Yeah. you know? What was that transition like though? Because obviously mm-hmm. as you're speaking, it sounds so beautiful and eloquent. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this are just like, yes, I could do this. Mm-hmm. But was there any moments where you're just like, oh, crap, like I mm-hmm. can be working. Yeah. And like, did you feel shitty about yourself at some point? Oh my or gosh. Scared? Or yeah. scared? Yeah. Terrified. Okay. Because, and still terrified, mm-hmm. you know, because also like, you know, I think we all know that when you work so hard to get to a place of success with your business and with, with, your, with your work life. Yeah the energy you put into it has to result in like the equal amount of like success. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And I felt like I'd, I'd, I'd moved so much energy and effort and it's blood, sweat and tears. It's picking yourself up off the floor and getting back out there. And, you know, and I did all of that to get to a certain point and I felt like I hadn't hit the reward yet. Sure. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would be like, girl, you were in a billboard on Times Square and people still talk about, you know, your work and stuff. I still have more to do. So I'm mm. terrified that the time that I've taken will set me back. Mm. And it has, you know, a yeah. bit like the other part that like I always talk to my husband about and even my kids sometimes they'll be like, mommy, you know, what was it like when you were that person? They almost talk about it like it's a different person. It's mm. not a different person. Mm. It's still who I am. And I miss her sometimes, mm, yeah. you know, and mm. I just feel like we have a hard time, whether it's a relationship or your work, or even children, which is mm-hmm. the danger that we, we could, you know, step into right now, or I could step into right now, is of defining ourselves by the things that are external, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so you're for saying so even long, just like my job defined who I was. And mm-hmm. if people are like, I love your show, or I love, you know, they've seen something that, I've, that makes me feel good about myself. That's who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Or my boyfriend or husband or, you know, whatever it is. And now it's children. I don't, I feel like right now the scary thing is that Lindsay Mm -hmm. needs to be happy no matter what comes into my life with work, no matter what my children, you know, God, you know, if they're unhappy, I'm devastated, but I have to, (laughs) there has to be some sort of space of separation where I realize that I'm my own person. Another clock. (laughs) I just, uh, you know, it's a hard, that's the scariest thing, right? It is. And I, the fact that you could admit that I think is so amazing because I think after becoming moms, we think that our children have to define us Mm -hmm. or else we're crappy moms, right? But that's not the fact. What I realized is after I went through my divorce, is that my kids are not with me 50% of the time because we co-parent now. And so for a minute, I had a a decision that I had to make of like, okay, either I could define myself as a crappy mom Mm -hmm. because I'm not with my kids anymore, but that's actually defining myself from my kids, right? Versus the opposite of like, no, I'm a great person. I'm a great human. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the best that I can um, with or without my kids. And I think that for me really hits home because you're not letting any external factors, whether it's your job or your kids or your husband or your partner or the material things that you have to find you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's so important for mothers, especially to hear. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's hard for people to be like, well, if I'm not my husband or my job or my kids or my family, then, then Who am what I? am I? Yes. yes. And, and that's the most important thing I could say to any young woman or mother is that what defines you is the things that that light you up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's more abstract. Well, then my husband lights me up. I love to be with him. It's when I get to travel with him because travel is a passion for me. That lights me up because I get to have a buddy that I discover. It's not just being married to Curtis. Mm-hmm. It's the things that that I inspire in him yeah. and mm-hmm. vice versa, right? Or for me, the reason I won't ever let go of my work as an actor or, you know, or, or as a writer is that I, I love telling stories, yes. right? That's who I am. Lindsay loves telling stories and having people go, oh my God, me too. Like I love relating with people, yeah. right? And, and then once you start to define who you are, based, regardless of the external, I think you start to get in a groove and I think you start to become successful in your work, in your relationships with your children. You know, with my kids, I love making them laugh. (laughs) Like it's my number one thing. And they've become these really funny people. And and the quality of our time together is like a 10 out of 10. Mm. Well, sometimes it's, you know, a one out of one, but like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But, But more often than not, I love hanging with them because I put that sense of humor into them and I've put that sense of play and being silly with them. And you know what I mean? It becomes successful because I knew what I wanted out of these relationships. So that's incredible. I just, I know. It's being so intentional with your time and what rediscovering yourself of what you actually enjoy and love. The new school year means sleep challenges for both kids and their parents. Here's how Boron's homeopathic sleep aid, Sleep Calm Kids, can help. Sleep Calm Kids calms restless sleep without melatonin, so your child can fall asleep and stay asleep without feeling groggy the next day. It's a blend of plant-based and other pure active ingredients. It helps restore a natural sleep pattern disturbed by upsets, excitement, and changes in schedule. Simply squeeze the small pre-measured liquid dose into a child's mouth before bed or any time during the night for calming relief. Sleep Calm Kids is a homeopathic children's medicine that offers calming relief of occasional sleeplessness, restless sleep, intermittent awakening, irritability, nightmares, and night terrors. The gentle action of homeopathy makes it perfect for children. Instead of flooding the child's system with a powerful hormone like melatonin or knocking the child out with sedatives, it helps the child's body rebalance its sleep-wake cycle for healthier sleep. Sleep Calm Kids uses a blend of plant-based and other pure active ingredients. It's melatonin-free for no next-day grogginess. The hygienic pre-measured liquid doses are easy for kids to take. No chewing or swallowing pills. If you guys are interested in trying out Boron, you can use code BUMO at checkout at boronusa.com for 20% off your first purchase of Sleep Calm Kids and any Boron products. These claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated. So I've been testing out this French-inspired beauty supplement and skincare brand called Reservage. It supports and promotes beauty from the inside and out and outside in. Um, as you guys know, that when you feel good inside, it actually shows on the outside too. And I think so many times I try to fix things from the outside, but I still feel crappy on the inside. So I've been kind of redoing that whole situation by testing these products out. They have great supplements. I've actually been using their uh, two products specifically, one of them being a hand and foot cream. Um, I have very, very dry feet. TMI. Um, 
but it works, guys. Not your average moisturizer can moisturize my feet. And this one actually works. And then their neck cream, never in a million years did I ever think that my youthful self needed a neck cream. But lo and behold, I am starting to see some sagginess on my neck. So I've been using that and that's been actually very incredible. And with self-care as a starting point for Reservage, it is really redefining their approach to beauty with a holistic mindset, a purpose-filled vision, and product product innovation driven by the evolving needs of women through every age and stage of their life. Um, I've been trying their powder collagen and... I just feel good that I'm doing something for myself every day. It comes in like a a little pack. You open it and you just have the powder. And it's just like a daily dose of collagen peptides. And I think and I really believe that it's helping and revitalizing my skin with nutrients. So if you guys want to try it and we think you should, get 30% off your product order at Reservage.com with code BUMO30. Again, that's BUMO30 for 30% off your first product order on Reservage. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no per- one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. You brought up the traveling with Curtis and your family. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I love you share a little bit about that on your Instagram and I love following along and seeing all the wonderful things you do with your family. And you guys are very adventurous and you do a lot of not traditional trips. Tell us, (laughs) and I know that you just spend some time in Australia. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes, we spent two months in Australia. Mm -hmm. When I say Australia, I mean, not just Sydney. Like we went to the outback, we went to the bush. There was like crocodiles and fire ants and the the whole thing. Yes, yes, which is hilarious. Well, have you, you been traveling with the kids since they were very little? Or yes. is that like something you started? Yes. Yeah. So I will admit to you, and not a lot of women will admit this, but I had an extremely claustrophobic feeling when I first um, had babies. Uh-huh. With, I, I love being with them. I love the the bubble, that like beautiful, like magical newborn bubble. But being sort of like, like I breastfed um, Hudson for, I think it was like, 13 months or something mm-hmm. like that and, and Emerson almost the same just breastfeeding you know what I mean just being being like beholden to that whole that scenario chair, that rocking chair uh, well, that chair you know like I I I kept dreaming of travel during mm-hmm. that time and hoping that you know having children wouldn't mean that we just stayed in the same city forever and ever mm-hmm. you know or the same place and Curtis being an Aussie like they literally put everything into a backpack and they're like all right let's mate go. let's go like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they do not they do like you know the packing situation is like day and night between he and I but he loves travel as well and so when Hudson was seven months old we we went to Italy okay and we I just put him in the you know baby Bjorn and we just went and I would like breastfeed him under the table at like Michelin star restaurants you know because the chef world is like it's all food you know yeah and I just stick him in a bassinet and we'd have our dinner mm-hmm. and for a long time you know I think we went to 11 countries in that first year Oh my With god! Seven month. Yeah, With and part of that had wow. to be because of. <laughs> it was. I mean, 
mean, now I look back, I'm like, oh my God, that was insane. But really mm-hmm. at that time, they're sort of portable, you know, it got harder when they started walking and, you know, but we've kept that spirit of, um, you know, just changing your perspective a little bit is good for a relationship. I think yeah. for children today, a lot of American children and, and a lot of American people don't ever really think about seeing the world, you know, mm. and it's more than just seeing New York or Paris. I really think you need to see other cultures to really understand like hu- humanity. Yeah. You know, I know that sounds really altruistic, but no, yeah. But and then the, the other side of that is it, look at this point we have boys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they have so much energy and like, I want to get them on a zip line. I want to yeah. get them, you know, I want to get them in, in a, and in they're a game. river. Both of them are game and both of so them game. are yeah. fearless. Okay. Yeah. Our little, our little one, like through COVID, he, um, cause he did preschool and kindergarten online. Uh-huh. I think he sort of missed some social cues. I think yeah. he's sort of also a bit like afraid. He's yeah. like heard so much about like the germs and the world and being yeah. safe and stuff. So he's, he kind of turned into a little mini Larry David. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. he just says what he wants to say and people are like, whoa, that was harsh. Or like, you know, <laughs> he's like a little bit weird about, you know, getting out in the world. He's, he, so he has some fears, but look, we, we, helicoptered and landed onto a waterfall and he was the first one out, you know, like, you know, and I plan these things by like just Google and research. Okay. I was going to say, how do you, do you have a map and you're like, pin, 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 pin. Yeah. Like, how are you mapping these out? Because I don't know, like, how do you, how do you make these decisions? There's only a few places that Curtis hasn't been. I think living in Australia, growing up in Australia, Mm. like you have like this drive to get to other places in the world because it's an island on the you know, bottom of the planet, basically. So, um, so there's only a few places he hadn't been, but sometimes we'll plan a trip around his work. Like we had to go to Asia. So we knew we were going to go see Vietnam and Singapore. So then I start Googling, like, you know, we do some things really glam and awesome, Mm -hmm. right. So that Mm -hmm. there's a moment of just like, this is vacation and we do other things that are a bit more adventurous, but I, I spend like a lot of time Googling and researching. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought you had some travel agent. And no. then when you're like, no, I do it all myself. I was like, <laughs> I love to do it. The yeah. pinnacle of my travel, my travel agenting was during COVID where, where we were like, talk about that feeling of being landlocked. And so I rented an RV. Yeah. And I, I threw everyone that. in the RV. <laughs> she is such an adventure. I, 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 we, love... I copied your trip after, remember? I was that's like, right. send yeah. me the links because that sounds. Did you go to some of the same places? We sure did. Oh, good. Yeah. And we knew that we were just like, we're like, when else are we going to see America? Like, yeah, on wheels, you know, <laughs> so and I and I planned out like how far we could drive so that the kids would feel OK, like six hours in, in an RV is probably max or maybe five. And we stopped at glamping spots all the way to the top. And then we went to like a dude ranch where the kids could be outside and, you know, play. And then we came back down. And that was that was that's when I was like, oh, I'm good at this. Oh, I'm really wow. good at this. So you should start a different I, career in, uh, in travel and yeah, start and your just own agency. I would, I would be a first customer. Would you? Yeah. Yes. And children travel. It's just like, the, okay, I remember my sister-in-law telling me, you know, when the kids are little, kind of what you were saying, yeah. take them to Paris, take them to this. And I was like, this lady's crazy. I, I can't barely make it to the park with these yeah. two little ones. And so we started our traveling, I think a little bit later, I would go to Guatemala to see my family, but that was sort of like a must go, right? Right. To see family, but never these adventurous sort of trips with the kids until they were a little bit older. And I just, in awe how you were able to just put things in a suitcase and go with these kids. It's all a matter of like mind frame, right? Like I I just, I wanted it more than I was afraid of the the inconveniences. And I think, you know, especially when they got a little bit older, 
it's just so important. Like, don't you think our kids are like, they're like, oh, I can't take them to a restaurant. We'll have to bring the iPad. You oh, know what I mean? Or like, mm. we can't go, we can't fly longer than this many hours. They're going to go insane. And yeah. it's more of like, I hear a lot of like these fancy families and these private schools who are like, oh, well, we took our kids, but it was not a vacation. It was a trip. And I'm like, it is a vacation. <laughs> like you are go- spending money to go sit on a beach. And I realize it's more work, right? Mm. Like I know there's certainly the time for like my husband and I to do things, just the two of us, because we really need that as well. Yeah. But I feel like we need to show our kids that they need to be adjustable to transitions, Mm. that sometimes they're going to be bored, but also look around, like look around and tell me what you see. And Mm. like, you know, we can play card games or charades if we don't want to, you know, let them watch a movie. There's it's that interaction. And in fact, those those trips are the times where you really, you know, spend time together, those memories together. So anyway. I'm exhausted though. Let's be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait tomorrow morning, eight oh five. I'm gonna, I'm literally, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna crank the AC and but, but like full duvet, uh-huh. and I'm gonna watch TV, and I'm gonna and just sleep. like, eat, I'm gonna eat a salad in bed. <laughs> you know, I've got all these like fantasies of what I'm yeah. gonna do. So let's be honest. We start school tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the eight oh five. The eight oh five bell. Yeah. I'll be right there on my bed and my salad and my Are TV. You? Yeah. I've been home. I've been home for six weeks with the kids, which has been so lovely. And I love spending time with them. But yeah. also it comes to a point where you're like, no, no, go, go. It's just oh, a no. lot of output. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. And sometimes you just need some input. Yeah. And when you're a mom and a wife and, you know, you're managing all the schedules and everything, it's just kind of fully, fully output. Yeah. You know? Well, let's talk about I have another question because yeah, I, I'm single now, obviously. You can but ask for like phone numbers I know. Or something. Oh, I've been oh, yeah, Do you have any like, friends? I'm, I'm really, single my friends. Since I've been married, I'm like Emma. Like I'm, like, I'm a Jane, Nost- <laughs> Jane Austen novel. I want to set everybody up. So wait. Well, I, I and you know, the topic that I keep hearing, because I just got back from my Asia tour mm-hmm. and a lot of women were like, Chriselle. Everyone told, I knew when I had a baby that I was going to be tired. I knew that I was not going to get any sleep. I knew that there was going to be changes in my body. I knew everything, but I did not know that I was not going to like my partner after I had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and we're laughing because we've yeah. all been there, right? Absolutely. And we, we, we've gone through it and some more successful than others. But it seems like you, not that anyone's relationship is perfect, but it seems like you have kind of your time with your partner because you did mention that earlier and which is also very important to you. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about how you guys keep it up? Because you are obviously incredibly busy as well. He's a very famous Mm -hmm. chef. So how do you guys come together and how do you kind of keep it alive and keep it going? What are there any strategies or any tips for these new new moms? Mm -hmm. I'll be really honest with you. It you know, I'd say we're 10 years in. We're celebrating 10 years Congrats. Next huge. I think. Yeah. yeah. Thank Amazing. you. But it wasn't always cruisy. Yeah. You know, especially in the beginning where I think we were both. And this is probably the more common, uh, you know, like our age, like 34, 35, we were very, you know, we're sort of older parents essentially. Yeah. And we, our careers were set. Mm-hmm. And I think we both got sidelined. We were like, we can do this. Obviously, the love that we have for each other and and this this these ba- this baby when mm-hmm. when Hudson was first born, far trumps like our own selfish thing re- feelings reasons for why it's so hard. But we went through it. Mm-hmm. And he traveled. He was in Australia like seventy days out of the year, and then yeah. he would go to you know other restaurants. And I was alone a lot. Mm-hmm. 
And we learn from our mistakes. I mean, to be honest, like if you are not able to have a sense of humor, like mm. your feelings are going to get hurt. You are going to feel alone. Like I keep seeing all of our friends that are just having babies mm -hmm. and they're in the, and the, and every couple's fighting. They're just fighting yeah. because the emotion of having a child is just full stop. Like it's oh, just, yeah. you're, you're just right. like an open exposed nerve. Right. Yeah. And then your past, the way you were raised, your, your history, your, the, your relationship to love, like all these things become, I feel like both the husband and the wife, they sort of go to this place where they have to like articulate how they yeah. want it to be done uh -huh. right and there's very little sense of humor there's very little like laughing about yeah. stuff it just gets you're like it's like triage most of the time yeah. right yeah. and in the beginning we looked at each other and we were like oh we might not make it mm. we just might not make it you know yeah. like this was your one with hudson this is with hudson yeah like yeah. we just we loved each other and we were committed to making it but there was a real possibility that we just might not be we we, we come from different places yeah. you yeah. know I'm extremely sensitive. He's very Aussie. And, you know, like, you know, like. What does that mean? It just means, like, look, Curtis is probably, everyone thinks he's, like, the six foot four, like, knuckle dragging, like, chef that yells at people. <laughs> but he's the most sensitive, most romantic guy that you could ever imagine. But that makes for, like, when you have high sensitivity, you have a lot of fights as well. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because there's expectations and whatever else. But we fought. But the But the truth is we had to tell each other that, that's a part of getting to the end goal. The fighting's a part of getting to the end goal. Mm. Do you and think it was also like you are coming into this new role as a mother and wife because you guys said that you had just, you mm -hmm. guys just started dating. Yeah. So there's, because I remember with my husband, we married a year and a half into it and then right. became pregnant right. right away too. So by year two, I was now trying to figure out what a wife is, does, feels like, and then also a mother. So it was like, so much just for me and then he was also coming in in a new role being a dad like sometimes right. we forget that they are also oh. coming into this new role right mm. and then 100 yeah and we like, not, like we don't talk about these things like our expectations what feels good what doesn't feel good yeah and that that's that made we it have the same story have then yeah. yeah yeah because you're, you're both exactly like we always talk about the mother being born the father's being born too right you know? yeah you forget about yeah. that sometimes and yeah. they have a lot of you know um they put a lot of expectations on themselves to be yeah. the provider and you know there's a bunch of stuff that goes on but I'll, I'll flash forward through and i'd say officially now because we sort of were in the trenches together and that and at one point we looked at each other and said look this is hard it's just going to be hard let's just remember that we're fighting on the same team okay yeah. like at the end of the day you're not going to agree with me i'm not going to agree with you at, for certain you know very big issues and certain small ones yeah. we love each other and the reason that we can stay together is we do have a shared end goal which is to be together you know and raise this family together and and it's it became more good than it was bad and i think we really understand each other now i will say that because things are super busy <laughs> we're having a really hard time finding time to be with one another mm. and it's really really important you know yeah. and also remembering to be a woman like you know i was looking at my underwear drawer the other day and i was like <laughs> why wore those you know like, do you know what i mean yeah well we're referring like, whoa uh -huh. right yeah and sometimes you have to like switch that on like mm. almost just be you know what i don't i'm so tired i just don't really think that this like little thing it's gonna look good on me right now but he's gonna like it gonna i like love it. that oh, you're so saying cute. that i love oh, that you're saying but i love my granny underwear and i want to wear it forever <laughs> you know what's so funny like i never thought about those things either and mm -hmm. like what do you mean what things like being like being, staying cute and sexy or yeah what like 
taking care of myself. You're Obviously, naked on the internet all day. <laughs> internet. If I were you, life, I would be naked all day long. I'm naked <laughs> post-divorce now on the That's internet. <laughs> right, but when you're in it, you're like, oh, you're I'm like, someone I'm else tired. now. I'm yeah. mom now. Yeah. Moms don't wear cute yeah, underwear. Yeah, and this is like the end-all be-all. So this is what he's going to get. It's fun. Like, he should right. love me yeah, just the way I am. <laughs> right. But... And I think women don't talk about this enough, yeah. but it is important to keep it sexy for yourself. Also remembering mm-hmm. how it feels, right? But also for your partner as well. And yeah. it, it has to be a mutual thing that some, I don't know, like you guys both get excited about. Right. Because that portion, it does kind of, if either it dies mm-hmm. or it goes downhill fast when the babies come, because just naturally you're like, you, your focus shifts. And 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 that's kind of sad for the dudes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and I'll say this that I'm only I love the face. I'm you only <laughs> when you said that there now. Do you know what I mean? Like I literally a couple days ago, I looked in that drawer and I was like, oh, poor Curtis, you know. <laughs> so he doesn't know it yet. But so, ladies, We're ten years later, so it's fine. Like if you're listening to this and you just gave birth yesterday. Y- you, you have 10 years to yeah, go. Maybe go a little faster go. than I did. Maybe go a little faster than 10 years. I love but. that you said you were in the trenches together because that's exactly how I feel with really? my husband because we were newlyweds and new parents. And I'm I'm the like I'm the Aussie, like I'm the one not from here. So like mm. we do have different ways of thinking about family and how we spend our time and how the kids should spend their time. And just yeah. like so much that is wrapped around that first you know, that first time. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said the trenches because that's exactly how I feel with my husband too. Like the first two years, just navigating and understanding what we were doing because Mm -hmm. we both had no idea. And then going through that fire together and then being in a really good place now. Or like at least we have better communication and we like know each other's boundaries and things, right? Communication is key. Like, you know, like as an actor, you're sort of like taught to be as open and vocal as possible, right? So, and I would be like, I'm just, I'm feeling like at the end of the day, you know, you, the way that you say things are mean, it's like, you need to be mean. Like you're trying to like, <laughs> like in you, you just have this mean thing about you that you just want to be mean to me. And that's not there because I, you know, and so I'll like, I'll blurt things out. And he's like, you're telling me I'm mean. Like you're telling me that I'm a mean person, right? And I'm like, no, I'm just saying that right now I feel that way. Like in this <laughs> moment, I'm feeling that way. And so we've kind of got to this place now, even with him, when the way he are, he expresses himself that like, I'm, I, we say, I'm just going to get it out, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know, don't, don't, just let me, just let me blurt. You're my okay. best friend and just let me blurt oh, it out. I love that. So that I can like get it out. Get it out of my system. Um, and then we kind of have, we're able to talk about it without being like the end all be all. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So life and relationships, it's not black and white. Yeah. It just isn't. And in yeah. a moment you could be feeling a certain way or you can get your feelings hurt and that's how you feel. It doesn't mean that it actually happened. Yeah. And so you have to have the safe space with your partner or your friend yeah. to be like, this could be totally wrong. I could be totally insane, but this is how I'm feeling right now. And I want a solution. Mm. Right. I just, I was listening to another pod and there was some, you know, psychology who studies emotions and things. I think her name is Amy Chan. And she said that emotions last 90 seconds. 90 seconds. (laughs) Right. And then after that, you can be feeling something completely different. It doesn't negate your 90 seconds, but right. Like sometimes emotions, they're so, they're, they, they feel so passionate and so like, Intense. Like, intense. Yeah. But then, but if, but according to this doctor, she was saying how, you know, they are intense and they have their moments, but also they can pass and yeah. they don't have to, you don't have to hold on to that all the time. 
That's I love that. That's it just gave me perspective because right? I was like, some of my emotions last two years, but apparently it doesn't. That's what's so interesting. And, and especially when you think about being a mom too, is like everything is temporary. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This moment is only this moment. Like literally this tantrum is it's temporary. Also, your breastfeeding journey is temporary. You know, yeah. your kid having a hard time with the bully at school, temporary. And like knowing that I think gives you the energetic space to be like, I'm just, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to wallow and get stuck in this yeah. moment. I'm going to keep moving forward. This right? too shall uh, pass. Yeah. This too yeah. shall pass. Everything. Yeah. Everything. And it's so hard dating. It's so hard having a relationship because children are so, uh, I hate to say it, but they're just more demanding of the mother, yeah. right? Yeah. And to be all of those things and to switch on the the sexy and to try to be all of those things to everybody. It's like just if there's like a pecking order mm-hmm. and I've been doing stuff all day long with my kids and it's been full output. And my husband's like, want to, you know, even if it's like watch, you know, want to watch Breaking Bad. I'm like, no, I'm going to put on my mask and I'm going to sleep because it's survival, dude. Like yeah. I need, I need eight hours tonight, yeah. you know? Yeah. Call me in 10 yeah. years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Call me in 10 years. I'll be like, hello? Then we'll yeah. watch Breaking Bad. Yeah. I know. Actually, we would try to do like movie nights at home too. Yeah. 15 minutes in, out, I'm out. Like I could not get past even the first 15 minutes of right? any movie with my husband. It sounds so unsexy, but do you guys schedule your stuff? Like not just date night, but like we used to, but we don't it anymore. Do, we yeah. used to initially because we were told to do so, right. so we don't lose the romance. So the first probably five years, we would try. Every Friday, we would try to do anything. It doesn't have to be like, it's not like we have to go out to dinner, but try to watch like one episode together of something. Yeah. And it's great. We don't really do it anymore. We now have found that rhythm without having yeah. to schedule it. Yeah. I think. Those little moments, right? Yeah. Like mm. the little flirty things yeah. that carry you through the day. It's true. And yeah. just spend time together. Yeah. I love how real this is. I think, She's amazing. Uh, yeah. Right? I, I think this <laughs> I is what people need to hear. It's her. like we all go through the same stuff, yeah. like mm-hmm. the same problems. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of at different times and us figuring out how other people are handling it. So thank yeah. you so much for You're being so, so real and honest with us. And I feel like we could talk about talk with Lindsay for hours. Lindsay, one final thing that we want to talk to you about. You have partnered with Jewelry Edit and I've actually been to one of your events and I loved it. And it was, it's so inspiring and empowering. Tell us why you partnered with them and what you guys are doing. During the AAPI sort of like awareness that was, that happened after the hate crimes. Rosanna Sami is a woman that I met actually on Lipstick Jungle. She's an incredible jewelry designer and and she was following me on Instagram and she reached out and she said, I really, really, you know, I've been obsessed with your style and I'm no Chriselle, but I like a little fashion. <laughs> and she's like, I'd love if you would um, be a partner or like maybe do, do sort of be our resident stylist. And I thought, of course I will, because the brand is so incredible. They highlight female designers and women of color and have a real emphasis on sustainability. And those are all things that I really care about. And I like the idea of having an online, because I only shop online, an online store that's all, you know, accessible, fun, uh, sustainable pieces of jewelry. And you can kind of like, you know, create your own jewelry wardrobe. So I'm their stylist. And then now I'm a little more deeply invested in the company. Um, and I'm coming up with my own fine jewelry line soon, sort of based on like family stories and that kind of thing. Oh, I love So it's something creative that I can do. And it's also something that, that I can put sort of my passions and feelings into as far as supporting women designers. That's incredible. Thanks. That's amazing. Um, I already have three of the pieces. I have these beautiful 
just like gigantic statement earring pieces that are flowers. We dream in color. Yeah, they're yeah. Beautiful. They're beautiful. And then I bought two rings from that Korean Jenny designer. Kwan. Yeah. yeah she's and they're great. beautiful. Oh, I love Jenny Kwan. Oh, do you she's know her? Great. Yeah. How do you know her? Okay, I mean, just her. from like, you fashion know, stuff. fashion stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Cool. I love being introduced yeah. to smaller designers too because the pieces are so special. Yeah. And there yeah. used to be a time when I know this, you know, in my place in the world with business and, and, and entertainment is there was a time that you don't get any FaceTime or an opportunity, right? And now we kind of have our moments to people want to hear from women and women of color. And so let's, the best way to change this thing is to bolster business, and yeah. to, you know, to get people a chance to stand in the spotlight. So yeah. that's kind of how I landed there. Amazing. So where, where can people shop it? The jewelry com, And soon, I think in the next couple of weeks, they're going to launch fine jewelry, which is insane. I can't wait. There's a <laughs> lot of really great designers that will be there. And yeah. It's kind of like a, you know, a moda operandi, but for jewelry. And it's, Love. you know, now we have our fine section and then there's lower price point. That's just really, really fun. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. Wonderful. I love that. I loved well, going to the event. It was so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. We're going to have to get you back on. Please. Because Anytime. I feel like so this, this episode is going to be such a big hit. And just your honesty, your vulnerability, re- relatability, it's going to hit so many people. So thank you Can so much. Can we talk about how you guys are twinning today? I know, I know that we you can't literally see. walked in. It would have been funny if I walked in with those Anine Bing sandals because <laughs> yeah. I was just wearing them yesterday. You guys, okay, for our listeners, they're wearing the vest, vest crop vest, crop yeah. vest that's like a shirt mm-hmm. and then kind I of like jeans. Uh huh. Yeah. And then, and then like long sandals, little sandals. 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 I mean, yeah. no, seriously, that's hilarious. I feel left out. Well, we'll take a photo and post it for you guys if you want to see what Lindsay <laughs> and I horrible. both walked into this studio with. It just makes me feel like I know what I'm doing, actually. You've confirmed <laughs> You've confirmed that I'm not completely fashion No, you are amazing. <laughs> You're so stylish, so beautiful. Yeah. Just like the perfect. I, just so yeah. warm and incredibly talented. And just, guys. you got, you have, the fact for me, the biggest thing, and we went, we already talked about this, but I have to say it again, is that you had this knowing of staying true to yourself in the industry and not doing the things, you know? And to me, that's mind-blowing because we we can, we talk about it now as it's normal, but it really isn't. It really wasn't like a decade or two ago. And I just, I, I, I really admire that about you. Thank you. I think I had good parents, you know, mm. which makes me want to be a good parent. So oh, that's a great ending. You're amazing, to, Lindsay. I mean... <laughs> That's the end goal, right? It's you yeah. want the next generation, whether you had a great upbringing or not. The, the the whole purpose of everything that we do is really to impact the next generation in a, in a, a good way. Yeah. So we haven't we didn't even talk about your mom. I mean, we have to bring you back because yeah. your mom has a crazy, amazing story, too. But we are out of time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lindsay, where can everyone find you if they want to follow um, you? So, oh, follow me. So, I, I'm Lindsay J. Price on Instagram, and I think I'm only on Instagram. Perfect. Easy. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you to everyone who listened in today. Make sure to leave us a comment what you guys want to hear next, and if you guys want to hear more of Lindsay. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. 
Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at bumobrain on Instagram. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.